Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar-Johnson. Good morning, Althea. Yes, good morning. So I'm back live this you, time. You know what, Althea? I missed you, okay? Something got to give because Althea was in court last week. Or last two weeks. Last two weeks. So you have been, you have just been in court, been working your thing, but I'm not mad at you because I can't, I can't stand in the way between you and a paycheck. But I really, really missed you. Thank you. I appreciate it because I certainly miss being here. <laughs> yes. So for those of y'all who were listening last week, you did hear attorney Althea DeBar Johnson because you heard a pre-recorded Althea DeBar Johnson. Yes, we have evergreens <laughs> around here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the magic of radio. So, uh, today we are here to discuss uh, the mindset, the money mindset of women and challenging the money mindset of women. And you guys will be so pleased with who I have been able to coerce into this room today. <laughs> okay? Yes, I don't know what wonderful guest. Yeah, I don't know what favors they owe me. But I appreciate them being here because I know they have busy schedules. So first, I want to introduce you to Jocelyn Jackson Esquire. She is a friend of mine. She is my sister, managing attorney at the Jocelyn Jackson Law Firm, also known as Better Business with Jocelyn Jackson. Uh, it is a boutique law firm specializing in providing business consulting and legal services to entrepreneurs. And so, Jocelyn, I am so excited that you're here. I really am. Thank how you. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank okay, you. Okay, because I don't know how you do all that other stuff you do, because that's not the only um, entrepreneurial thing that she has. She has a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so, but we, we, we're here, and we're, we're glad you're here, Jocelyn. Thank you so much. Yes. And then, of course, we got our all-time favorite, been on the show more than Althea and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela Harris. Hey, Pam. Hi. How are you? I am well. How are you? Good. Thank she is a so licensed much. real estate agent and insurance agent who utilizes her resources to educate women on how to build wealth. And she is also a charter member with uh, Your Small Business Toastmasters. And uh, most of us here in the room are part of that group. Thank you for coming, Pamela. Thank you. And then... I have a new BFF. I have a new girlfriend. Hey. Hello. 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 Hey, Jacqueline and Charles. How are you? I, just like I look fabulous. Oh, yes. yes, you do. yes you do. Jacqueline is originally from Jamaica. Okay. Um, and she is impacting the community through her strength, positivity, and warmth. And I can tell you that that is honestly, honestly the truth. Um, she has been married for 26 years. Wow. Give it up. Yeah. Yeah. That is why Jocelyn has a radio show of her own talking about women are worthy. Um, and it's a forum where women can have dialogue and share ideas. And so that is why Ms. Jacqueline is here with us. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. And then my baby boo. <laughs> my baby sister, Catherine. Kathy Jordan, and she is a CEO of Kjo and Company, a global marketing and management agency. Ms. Jordan is passionate about helping startup entrepreneurs 
get started in business with identifying their brand, implementing their proper business systems to attract, retain, and grow their customer base. And I can tell you that she will always, always get you focused on your purpose. Okay? That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. Thank so you. So welcome, Good baby morning. sister, KJO and company. Thank you. I'm all glad right. to be here. All right. All right. So today, ladies, we are here because my new BFF challenged me. As you know, yeah, talking about you, Jacqueline Charles. Um, what, what happened is we were talking about, Althea and I are always uh, throwing out statistics about women and how they manage their money, how they handle estate planning, how they handle all the, the business and affairs of life, right, That's Althea? Correct. And so I was having a conversation with Jacqueline on the phone after meeting her a few weeks ago. And one of the things that she said to me that really struck me was, well, you know, Dr. Flo, you're putting out all this information. You and Althea are doing a wonderful job. But, you know, the truth of the matter is you can give people an education, but unless they change their mindset, that's true. Right? The education right. pretty much falls on deaf ears. Right, right. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to throw a, a few things out there. As you, as our listeners know, you know we have the best intern in the business, and oh, she yes. always gives us some wonderful, wonderful statistics. To and, make us sound and seem intelligent. Yes, to make us sound and seem intelligent. <laughs> and, and, and most radio hosts will throw out these statistics and not even let you know they have an intern, but I, I'm just putting it out there. We don't know all this stuff by heart, y'all. We have to we mm-hmm. have to have the research, research done, right? We, we might have knowledge, but we don't have statistics just floating around in our head, right? Out That's here? for sure. Okay. So there was a new study that suggests that women are behind on their finances because of one big factor, and that one big factor is fear, okay, fear. And so it says, in a fidelity survey of women over age 18, only 28% of respondents said that they felt confident picking investments on their own. And according to that survey, um, they lack confidence, and that is the major factor for not excelling in their financial lives. Okay, Jackie. Come on, come on, because you already got the head nod going No, because I have an issue with the fear, because yes. you can meet a guy, and I think I mentioned this before, you can meet a guy, date him for three months, and be intimate with him, mm. and I'm not understanding the fear, of, because everything's on the internet now, so you can, you know, you're dating a guy, you can do the do, you know, have your relations with him, and then you're not even talking to him about finances, you're, so <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me about, right. and, and I respect everyone, and I understand about the fear, but there isn't anything to be fearful of, I understand a lot of women are embarrassed, yes. but that's why we need to have dialogues mm-hmm. like this, where we can let them feel that there's no reason to be embarrassed, mm-hmm. you have to you have to be armed and once you're armed and informed then you can make those decisions okay so what you're saying is that if we are so quick yeah <laughs> if we are so quick um to trust people on another level mm-hmm. when you mentioned that relationship thing but we're not quick uh if we start a relationship to have a discussion about finances which um from the past shows that we've done we've proven that uh, arguments about finances are the number one reason divorce. for divorce. Uh-huh. So if you're not even willing to, how far are you in a relationship and how secure is that relationship if you're not even willing to have a conversation about your finances right before you hook up? You, you're right. And I asked someone, I asked, um, you know, because I do a little se- seminar, I do some seminars, and I asked a couple of women, um, Okay, now that you're intimate with a guy, because since I'm in the relationship field, you're intimate Mm -hmm. with a guy, when are you guys sitting down and having a discussion about finances? 
I'm hearing I'm embarrassed. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into if you guys are getting tested or not, but you're trusting mm-hmm. this guy with your life, right? Okay, right. and you're not gonna mm-hmm. you're not gonna ask him about finances, if right? Because I'm assuming you're taking it to the next level. It's not a one night stand. You're taking it to the next level, mm-hmm. and we, we want everyone to join. Right? It's funny. It's funny you saying that. This past weekend, I just went to a conference with um, Edeline, and she had a, a woman to speak about finances, and she compared finances to relationships she talked mm-hmm. about. In fact, she said she said we don't talk about it enough, so let's make it a little sexy here. Let's compare it to <laughs> right. a financial orgasm. You know, what do we need to be doing here? Since we don't want to talk about our money, right. you'll talk about relationships. So perhaps look at it like, are we going to the bank? Are we making love to the bank? What Are, are we really sitting down and having these dialogues? So I like how you, you're comparing it to relationships because that's exactly how uh, I think we can get more attention. People want to yes. take their time and listen to Real Housewives and, and all this other stuff. But if we open up and have a more of a an intimate conversation mm-hmm. and make it more appealing, probably, maybe we can get more people talking about it. Yeah. Well, Jocelyn, let me ask you a question. You uh, consult, right, with right. businesses. Uh, and so do you have many female clients? Do you have many women clients? A majority of my clients are female. Okay, so so have you seen any hesitation? Have you seen any difference between maybe men and women? Or have you seen any hesitation in women to do certain things that will help them become financially free or to do make some steps towards uh, improving their situation? Men tend to be a little bit more aggressive uh-huh. in terms of, identifying whatever their particular goal is. Men typically come in and they know exactly what it is they want to accomplish. And it's just kind of, you know, tell me what steps I need to go through in order to get to this end that I want to go to. Or a lot of times they may already come in and already have their plan in mind and Mm -hmm. just need you to affirm that they have, they're on the right path. Okay. When it comes to women, generally what I find is that, the concept and the idea is a little bit are a little bit more abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, women are less mm-hmm. likely to uh, to ask for that assistance that they really need. Mm-hmm. Feel as though okay, it's not it's not acceptable for me to come in with just an idea. One of my clients, one of my favorite clients, I love all my clients, but one of my favorite ones simply because of the fact that I was able to take her her idea from a concept that was on the, literally on the back of a napkin to a real business yes. was that she wasn't afraid to come in and say, okay, this is what I think I want to do. Is this a good idea? What are some of this? What are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the potential strengths that I have here? And we mm-hmm. were able to work through those things. Um, when, when you talked about the topic, when you first mentioned the topic, the first thing that I thought about is that a majority of the people who, or at least that I see that I have, that I've come across, who are looking for um, the financial freedom are looking for a quick fix. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. so you're going That's to have, you, you have your lottery players. <laughs> you have a lot of ring Well, there's a difference in the balance because yeah, yeah. you might have your, you know, your lottery might be, oh, I'm going to spend five or ten dollars and yes. think nothing of it, and, and if I win, great. If I don't, right. then that's it's fine. Disposable. Yeah. Right. It's disposable. Mm-hmm. But then you have some people who their lottery is their right. retirement. No, that's their plan. Right. 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 You know, you said something when you mentioned lottery. Did you? Were you guys familiar with the lady who just won the lottery? 
and I think she her significant other was going back and forth oh, to jail yes. and yeah. she spent three million dollars to get him out of no jail way. Yes. and how it, much did she win? she won I think four no I think she won enough she won a significant amount and it was minuscule compared to the amount of money that she won but at the same time <laughs> it's about Right. It goes back to the mentality. Exactly. Of, it goes back to the mentality oh of how God. you how you view money and how you view wealth. Because yes. even even if you win the lottery, if you're one of the one in mm-hmm. I don't know how many million who actually wins the lottery, if your mindset exactly. is not correct, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter how much money you absolutely. win. Absolutely. You don't lose it. Absolutely. You don't know how to treat it. You don't know what to right. do with right. it. Right. People, don't respect, money. They don't know what to people do. don't respect money. Money and money needs to be respected and well, mastered. Right? That, mastered. Yes. But here's the thing, mm-hmm. though. Here's the thing about that. The thing about the thing about money is that you know I agree with you about Jacqueline about the relationship. Mm-hmm. The relate it's yeah. uh, the relationship with money. It, it is a relationship mm-hmm. for me. For me personally, mm-hmm. you know, I'm married. My husband and I have been together for sweet sixteen. All right. And uh-huh. but, <laughs> but, when, but when we got together, my background with money. I hated it. I mean, I hated dealing with money. I hated paying bills. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. You know, and Mm -hmm. so ever since we were engaged, he is the person that handles everything. All I know is when I swipe my card, I want it to say approved. When I flick on the light, I want the light to come on. And I don't want to have to, but I know that I knew that about me going in, right? Right, That was that I knew that I did not like to manage, right. but I have other girlfriends who, in their marriage, they're the ones who manage the money. Right. I'm the one and, that manage. Right. right, and you Me have too. to. You have to know. I can't look at Althea's relationship and say that I've got to model what they do exactly that's right. because that's my relationship right. with money is not the same. Right. Um, and so I think that's the main thing that people have to be honest with themselves. You know, when you were growing up, what was what were there money who come from households where things were really tight? They either have a tendency to be spendthrifts and just spend, 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 mm-hmm. or they hoard money right. and don't spend anything. And you have to know what your relationship with money is on your on your way you know to financial well growth. I'm gonna tell you uh, Althea do we have to take a break yes, I guess we're yes, gonna take yes, a, we're gonna take a yes, short break just to take okay. we're gonna take a short break okay, and come know. back and we're gonna come back with more of Jocelyn Jackson Pamela Harris Jacqueline Charles and Kathy Jordan we're here on mind your business radio BusyFolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop-off service for busy people like you. BusyFolk.com saves you tons of time. They can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? They also offer wash and fold laundry service and work hard to make sure that their customers know that their satisfaction is their main priority. Plus, business owners love them because they offer pickup and delivery uniform cleaning. They also handle bulk cleaning of tablecloths, napkins, and any other business dry cleaning needs. BusyFolk.com is only a click away. Find them by typing BusyFolk.com into your computer or smartphone. They currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com. 
you can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Okay, so we are back. We're talking about challenging the money mindset of women. And uh, my friend Jocelyn was just talking about that she did not want to have a relationship with money at all. Mr. Jackson is the relationship, the money relationship person in her, in her relationship. And that's fine. And one of the things that you said, Jocelyn, was that you, you know, it, it, this is not a one size fits all. You can't say that everyone's supposed to be like Althea, who manages, you know, the finances in her household. You just have to be honest with what, you know, what your strength and what your weakness is. And so, um, Jacqueline, you were going to say something about about that whole. Yeah, I want to piece. piggyback on that because I understand I come from a family from Jamaica where everything, my, my grandfather was good with finances, so I knew about finances. But honey, when I got married, I wouldn't know nothing about finances. I wanted my husband to take care of that. But in mm. my household, I do the bill paying and things like that. And it, it's just amazing when you said something about um, it's either you're going to be the hoarder or you're going to be the person who's just doing that, you know, spending, spending, spending. And I see, like, for example, my father-in-law. He has everything taken care of. Like, if he passes, all they need to do is just come pick up, pick him up and, you know, take him to the you know, the funeral home. One of the main sticklers that I'm so glad we're doing this is I hate seeing GoFundMe accounts yes. when someone dies. I yes. hate it yes. when it's the little baby. Yes. We need to be responsible. But I'm going to challenge that a little bit because, sure, he may have everything outlined and set up. And I, I, I think that's great. But... If when he passes away, if no one else knows where to go, where to find information, where to find documents, that's a scary and disastrous situation. Because I've done that with many of my clients who someone has passed away and they don't know anything about about, about what's right. going on. Where are the documents? Are the, is there insurance policy? Is there investment funds? Who can get that? That's why you guys need to have communication because my husband being the only son, he is the one that knows where things are. But God forbid anything happens to him. Right. His three sisters know what's happening. And if they can't, then I know what's happening. Right. So I, and I tend and I'm going to say this. Um, I tend to think the way how West Indian people look at money uh-huh. is a lot different from okay. how Americans look mm-hmm. at money. Okay. That's yeah, interesting. I agree with that. That's and I interesting. Think, I think you still need to have, you still need to be in the know. Everybody, yeah. everybody needs to be in the know. Mm-hmm. There needs to be communication. Yeah. It needs to be education. And education. Right. education. Yes. And, and everybody should have some type Even of relationship with their family. Tell me why, how, when you did this, when you bought this house and it wasn't the right house to buy or because of the money, talk to me. Educate me on why this purchase wasn't right, you know, or, or was right to do. I don't see that enough. We didn't do that enough in our family. My brother and I discussed this before about his relationship with money and our thing was we used to have piggy banks. My aunt got us piggy yes. banks as kids, mm-hmm. and we used to have money, money, money in it. But then 
at the end of the day, somebody was stealing our money. Take it not going to steal the money, but they were using the money. So my That's brother, stealing. well, yeah. my brother and my brother, <laughs> and his relationship was right. when he got older. Whenever he got money, he spent, spent, spent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, it was his thing was if I don't spend it, somebody somebody's going to take, take it. From it. Yes. Yeah. Spend uh-huh. it. So we don't have these dialogues. And we're we're older now. And we talk about these things now, but that's why I talk about the education part of it. Why we need to talk about it in our families, make it a. Well, well the one common thing that I heard though, Jacqueline, is you were saying basically that you had an example. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. the reason why Althea and I. Um, have decided to do this is because there are too many people of color right. and women who don't have an example. Right. Okay, and well, so oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kathy. Well, I'd like to inject right right there because we do all have examples. It may not be the right example. Okay, a good example. Yeah, that's right. True. Exactly. <laughs> right example. Okay. Because one of the biggest challenges among women that I found mm-hmm. in relationship to money is perception. Okay. And a lot of times that perception stems from our childhood. Uh-huh. So say for instance, if I was the one coming to my mother asking for 25 cents so I can go buy some penny candy and I'm dating myself here because we don't have penny candy. Right, right. right. But <laughs> in all her response consistently was, I don't have any money. Oh, think money grow trees? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have any money? Yeah. Or, you know, mm-hmm. and so... That stuck with me yes. through adulthood, yeah. right? Subconsciously, yes. So when I want to go buy some more penny candy, right? Then I'm second guessing myself, like, wait a minute, I don't have that. I can't afford that. I can't do that. Or as a business woman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I may think that, well, if I wasn't worth twenty five cents, how can I? you know, confidently right. ask for a $25,000 contract. Right. Because mm. I wasn't worthy enough to get 25 cents. Yes. yes. So there's that a lot of hard yeah. work that you have to do. Yeah. And, and a lot of times as women, and going back to what Jocelyn was stating about the difference between men and women as her experience with her clients is that women, we're too emotional. We need to take the mm-hmm. emotion out of money. Men, just like how she said, men, they come in with the Purposeful. plan, they know what they do. That's just how they shop too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's true. True. <laughs> I have an I, I just have this thing about the word women and emotional being used in the same sentence. Really? Really? Okay, I'm gonna hear let's, let's listen. No. Because, <laughs> because, yes. because yes. the reason why I say okay. that is because okay. men are emotional. That's yes. the, we just don't use the same word. So what are you saying? They just know how to control no, it. We, what no, they, they, so what is it? We call them passionate. We call them driven. And when we talk about when we use the word emotional as a connotation with women, we mm-hmm. asso- we we associate that with some type of emotional weakness mm-hmm. or mental weakness in women, and that's not what it is. Well, I'm saying no because, like, say for instance, um, and and, and Althea, and I know you can concur with this. You know, there have been times when I've been in front of male judges Mm -hmm. and a a man attorney can be standing right next to me Mm -hmm. being face beat red, yelling and just going all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then when I respond, my response is, Miss Jackson, Mm -hmm. there's no need for you to get so upset Mm -hmm. while you're being so emotional. (laughs) But his connotation is, his connotation is passionate. Okay. And so, and so, so that's, I mean, I know that's not what you meant, but but men are emotional. They just express their emotion in different ways and we perceive it in different ways in terms of, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to women, we are socialized 
um, we're socialized differently. We're socialized to value different things and those things that to value those things that are a little bit closer to the heart. Um, Whereas men are socialized, you know, when we describe ourselves, who are you? The first thing you if you ask me, who am I? I'm a mother. I am a wife. Mm-hmm. I am right. Those are things that are close to my heart. Right. I describe my heart first, and then I go outward. I so I so agree with you on that because what you said about um, the emotional thing. I was raised by a man, so mm-hmm. my experience is when I'm around women, I'm like, oh my god, you know. And men are very aggressive, and I tend to have that man like personality. I've been told, and I know I'm more aggressive. I do. I don't think think emotionally and I don't like when when people say that either but being around women I see the differences because I sit back and I'm like whoa I see the difference on how how women think and how men think and you said you know when we describe ourselves I don't describe myself as a wife I describe myself I'm women are worthy I talk about my occupation and I'm a child of God where we use and I'm also a mother but I don't put that on that list you mm-hmm. know and, and, and sometimes when I'm in a room full of men I'm more comfortable with them uh, because they're more they're, now I'm not saying there aren't any women who are who are assertive mm-hmm. and they're confident yes mm-hmm. they are but I find myself more having less hearing issues when I'm around guys than when I'm around well, women. Well, uh, let me tell you, I, I, I think that, and, and now this is just from, I think, my upbringing and my observation, uh, not only as a woman who was, uh, who was raised by a, a woman uh, that was professional and worked, but also um, a lot of our religious backgrounds play a part in the roles that we play. Um, but one of the things that I noticed is, it has always been my mindset uh, when I came out into business to be aggressive when it comes to business um, and to know where that line is, though, because what happens is there's a there's an invisible line. Um, if you cross that line and now you're called the B word. OK, so you, you, you have aggression. But, you know, don't step okay. over this invisible line, don't be, you know, because you'll be that now all of a sudden you're you're getting into a label. And okay? that's fine. And that's totally fine mm-hmm. with me. I think <laughs> the, thing, the thing about it, the thing about it is, is this. Right. Mm-hmm. When we, we start talking about since we're talking about money and we're talking about mm-hmm. women's mindsets with mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that has been in the media right now is uh, is equal pay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Equal pay. Mm-hmm. And so if uh, if a woman. Right. If if I walk in in my red dress and my red shoes with my red lipstick and I come in and I say I want to be paid exactly the same as that dude right there then whoa what's up with her why is she so aggressive you know what have you but if if I am on the path to financial independence if right. I want to be financially free if I want to be debt free I want to be all of those things then I have to have the right to pursue my goal just aggressively as he does it may not be in the same way I may not use the same words but I'm not the same person I have different I come with different different women come with different experiences right and so you may have a woman who is much more aggressive and much more straightforward and much more direct but right. then you may have another woman who may be more flowery in her words yeah but just as the message is just the same and i'm just as dedicated and so you know that's when you when you know that's when you kind of start falling into that well i I choose i choose 
and have chosen not to assimilate. Okay. Well, Jocelyn, yes. do you think, do you think, Jocelyn, then it helps when we, that's why we have to know our value. Because I know my field that I left when I left corporate America was 90% men. I work with doctors. Right. And I am not going to let you shortchange me because I'm going to do my research. And they used to call me a pit bull in a skirt. I didn't have a problem with it at all. I didn't have a problem because I know when I'm with that bone, you're going to give me what I want. But I think once women know their wealth, uh, self-worth, you know, because sometimes there are people who when they offer you a salary, okay, I'll take it. And then when it's we time for you to negotiate, yeah. you, you know, we're not good. Some women are not good mm-hmm. negotiators. And that's one of the things I think with this, women need to understand. Do your research. Do what you need to do. You have to value yourself and what you're worth. Because if you're a guy and you're making 90000 well, you know what? I need to be making ninety five because I okay. can make better decisions than you. And let me ask you guys something. This is this is. See, we're sitting here, we're entrepreneurs, and so at some point we've had to negotiate, we've had to, and a lot of us have had corporate backgrounds, so we've had to uh, sit in the room with the men and we've had to compete with the men, um, whether it be for a client, a position, or whatever. Okay, so we have this, We, we some of us, I think, in here have this self-assuredness, maybe a little bit more than some of our listeners, okay? <laughs> so, so, so we might be, a, a, as a group of women, we might be a little bit more self-assured than maybe some of our peers, okay? So, so let me ask you something. And, and Jocelyn said it. She said we all come at this differently. So, so as business women, yeah, that, that might translate into uh, a certain amount of being able to assert yourself. But how does that translate at home? Okay, because now let's just put it out there. All right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't translate well at home. Okay, Mm -hmm. not for everybody. That doesn't translate well at home when you start talking about being a wife, you know, being a mother and these other roles that we have to play. Do we have to play two different roles? Even when it comes to money, do we have to have a certain money mindset when it comes to 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 work and our business and then do we have to take a back seat do we have to have more of a submissive mindset when we when we go home i'd like to hear what you guys think about that well actually i don't because i'm home by myself okay <laughs> <laughs> so when you go home you're like look kathy is home and this right. is what kathy wants when you, right. when you say submissive right. when you say submissive what are you talking i make decisions all day when i go home that's the last thing i really want to do well yeah i feel the so same way i let like him you know he I don't emasculate my husband, right? So I let him make those kind of decisions. Exactly. But when it comes to writing the bills, I'll, oh, what we do is like maybe six months I'll do the bills and he'll swap out and we'll do those bills. But I do believe in, you know, I, I do believe in just um, for me, it works for me. I can't say for anyone else. Right. I don't have a problem being submissive at home, but it depends on what you're talking about. about being well, I appreciate you saying that I'm because yeah, yeah, because submissive yeah, submissive doesn't mean less than right. submissive ne- means that you there's a you it's almost like a you switch roles it's almost like you 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 know it's um it's 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 a it's a part it's not it's it's your plan your position it, it doesn't have to do anything right. with your worth mm-hmm. it has nothing to do at all with your worth uh, matter of fact you're worth more you're worth more in your relationship mm-hmm. because you're you're fitting in there now this comes from a woman that's been married 26 years so i don't take what she's saying very lightly mm-hmm. um does anybody else have another type of because i know I, and I'm I'm just speaking from observation. I know that um, Jocelyn and her marriage, they're very much so partners. 
Um, and I've never seen um, her husband ever feel like he's taken a backseat to all of her accomplishments at all. I, I mean, it seems like a, a really well-rounded partnership. Well, I think the, the thing about um, our relationship is that I know what his strengths are, and I appreciate his strengths, and yes. he knows what my strengths are, and he appreciates Absolutely. my strengths. And so I think that because we have that, that mutual understanding – it makes for a whole, it makes for a better life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm very clear. We, we're clear on what our boundaries are and things like that at home in terms of the, in terms of our relationship. But he knows the things that I like to do, the things, the things that I don't care to do and the things that I should do because I'm good at it. Right. (laughs) Right. And so, and vice versa for him. Uh Um, so, I mean, I, I just think that, I think that that's really what the key to it is. Right. Just, you know, understanding, you know, he can't be the superstar and everything and I can't be the superstar and everything, right. you know, and, and he'll tell me, listen, you're, you know, you are at home. You are not out at work. You're not for you. You need to calm yourself down. You know? <laughs> like, calm down. Like, I, you know, that's right. So you ain't talking to that. But you know, I think that also comes from, and Althea, I need you to chime in here because you've been married a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, you know, I no, think that also, yeah, about a hundred, right? Going nine and a half or something like that. But, but I think that also comes from the fact that, um, and I'm putting this out there and celebrating your men because what I have found out as a newlywed and, and fortunately got it right this time is I had to marry a man that was secure in himself oh, as well. And he had to be very secure. He had to be very secure in himself. Yes. He, if, if, you know, whatever he chose to be and whatever he cho- chooses to be, um, it, it's, he's secure in that. He's very secure in that. Well, and so I had that same success <laughs> around for myself. Yes. The first time with me, and I, I, I'm sorry, I don't have a, a positive story to the marriage I came out of. Yeah, but that's okay. And, none, uh, none of us, some yeah. of us, some of us have turned lemonade uh, into lemonade. Yeah, we, <laughs> and to be honest with you, we didn't actually have financial issues. There was money there. It was the power struggle. Uh-huh. You know, the, you. I don't have a problem with bringing my money to the household to make things work. Yeah. But the fact is, I did have to make myself less of who I was to make oh. him feel more. Oh, who yeah. He to be. Exactly. And, and that's not, that's not, not a good trade-off. Exactly. And so, you shouldn't yeah. lose, you shouldn't have was, to lose was, yourself. Exactly. Yeah, that's not a good trade-off. So, that's not a good trade-off. What you got to say, <laughs> Madam 99 and a half? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, you know, listening to this conversation, which is a great conversation, I agree with Jocelyn, Jocelyn, Yes, it is a balancing act, mm-hmm. and you got to know what what each other's strengths are to make that relationship work. I, I know that I'm the type of person who can manage the finances, and that's that's what I do. But I share the information with him, and so we come to we may have to come to some agreement about certain issues, and that's a okay fine. I think also that I also have to value how I was raised. And I was raised by my mom and my grandmother for the most part. And I also have this mindset when it comes to my money that, like my grandmother used to say, every tub needs to learn to sit on its own bottom. (laughs) And understanding that, I do have my own finances and money. So if something hits the fan, Uh I will be able to manage and take care of my own self. That's just how I was raised and how I grew up and that's still the mindset that I have. Yeah, we come together as a couple, but yes, I do have my own 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about that because that is, that is quite fabulous. Um, I know that there are, uh, like Jocelyn was saying, there are some women who say, you know, this is not my forte. Um, I'm going to let my, my husband handle, you know, all the financial things. But how, what, what do you guys think about having that safety net, having, always having that nest egg? And it's not that you're doing, you, I don't want us to say that we're trying to go into a self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. that our relationships might split. But, you know, having been divorced and remarried, you know, um, I know how important it is um, to not just not just lose yourself. Um, uh, I know Pamela and I had a conversation because and I'll just plug this. Pamela's planning on uh, doing a seminar to deal with women who are going through life changes, who are going through divorce um, uh, to deal with certain life changes yes. and things like that. And I know for myself that, you know, I had pretty much, um, you know, trusted him wholly, you know, 100 percent. And I had to uh, really get back on my feet quite quickly. Mm -hmm. If I had not had the education uh, or the knowledge that I had about um, being financially free, um, it would have been disastrous Mm -hmm. uh, for me. Uh, And I also think that um, I learned a lot. Uh, in that time period, even though I, I feel like I had a financial education, I learned a lo- even a lot more in that struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thank God now for him allowing me to go through that struggle because I did learn uh, a lot about myself and, and what I, you know, what I needed to do um, to be financially free. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about women being able to stand on their own two feet, even it's if necessary. they're in a relationship? Yeah, it is necessary. Yes. I've seen too many times. Uh, people in my own circle who have depended on the man solely and I'm not saying they should not depend on him mm-hmm. but they do need to have their own I thank my mom for educating and putting in us the importance of having our own being able to educate ourselves go off and have a degree because when that moment came where I had to walk away from my marriage I was able to keep going because yeah. I had a job to take care of myself I was able to go get a house I was able to do those things but yeah. I also know women who were in similar situations maybe even worse situations but they could not leave right they couldn't right. go anywhere because they were dependent on him solely. Yes. And and so that's the reason why I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, I, and not God knows when I say this, I am not advocating a divorce. Right. It's I know not, that. I do not yes. support it. And I don't even talk about what I've been through. Yes. But now I know that that's one of the things I have to talk about. Right. Help women who are who have gone through. You've or been are through a test. Through. You have a testimony. Right. Share and it. help right. them to understand these are your options. This is what you have to do. Let's work with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's work with those. I know you don't like the word emotions, but we have to <laughs> yes. put that in check and, yes. and mentally get ourselves ready to prepare ourselves for a better life. A That's new right. Life. That's so. right. I don't understand why there's a problem because like 26 years ago when we got married, we did a prenup. Back then, people oh, thought that we were crazy. People thought we were crazy. So I don't understand why. That's why you have to communicate with your partner. You can yes. need to court. You need to date. Communicate. Talk about money. Make it comfortable. I don't mm. understand what's the big hoopla about, oh, she wants a prenup or, you know, post-nup. What is the big hoopla? Let's right. sit down and discuss what, what I come into the marriage right. is mine. What we get to, what we, what we have together, we split it. And it's not that I'm not making no apologies about, oh, and I'm not saying, you know, anything against you, like, oh, I think something's bad going to happen. Look at the look at the statistics for divorce. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, right. So yeah, yes. there, there are 
a, a growing number of couples now are doing prenuptial agreements. Right. And a lot of times we associate prenuptial agreements with people who are of significant wealth. And that's uh-huh. not necessarily the that's case. That's right. So when Kathy gets ready to get married, you know, she may want to do a prenuptial agreement right. as it relates to her assets with her business. That's you know, right. You know, so that if that's they right. were to divorce or something like that or, you know, anything were to happen, then it's very clear from the onset, this right. is my business. You know, anything that comes from this business, you know, if anything should happen, it's clear right. where those how how those lines are defined. I think it's more it's more important now for women who get married later in life. That's right. You know, who are already That's established. Right. When That's I right. when when my husband and I got married, I was fresh out of college. Yeah. You know, we really didn't have we bi- everything that we have built together. We built built together. together. Yes. Which is very different, I think, from someone who who would be getting married much later, who was already established. You know, even if even if to the outside world it may not seem like it's a lot to her, it's everything. Yes. And, and, and I, at, you know, you go into that with that understanding. And a lot of times, if you are on the same page as a couple, it's really not that big of a deal. It, it's really not, guys. And I, I promise yes. you this time around, uh, I didn't do a prenup, but I, I did some legal things um, to make sure that I will always have a roof over my head and things will always be what they're supposed to be mm-hmm. um, that I didn't do previously. Um, but those things were discussed. Okay, when we were dating, you know, those things were discussed. You know, here it is. I'm just putting it out here. Mm -hmm. Here's what I will do. Here's what I won't do. Mm -hmm. And do you still love me after I told you all this? Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. Well, let's do it. So, (laughs) you know, sometimes finances, when we get involved in relationships like you was talking about in the beginning, sometimes even the financial part. Part of it should be the reason why we don't get together to start with. Right. Okay. okay. So, so, so that's the reason to get out when you're dating. Run that credit like, check and like find that early. early. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I think also that it, it doesn't only just work for myself, being able to financially stand on my own two feet, but they also should work for my husband too. Yeah. He should be able to do the same thing. We are coming together to take care of each other, but also we need to take care of ourselves. That's why and importantly, that's showing the children. If you have oh, children, absolutely. what you're doing. That's why it's important as a woman to take control of this so you can show your daughter. Because so often that's I go right. to the banks when back in the day and I would see just Caucasian people in there with their kids mm-hmm. making deposits. And yeah. I'm like, where are the that's black right. families? Right. You know, well, what's going on here? Right. So it's important. Not just we're, we're, we're setting an example for our daughters. That's right. Absolutely. I think we ought to also discuss family, uh, financial matters as a family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because the kids need to understand that there is a budget in place, mm-hmm. and this is how it is laid out. Mm-hmm. You, when you start early with you with children, I don't have any children, but I have a nephew, and I started real early with him. I wouldn't buy him Christmas toys or anything to that effect. It was always some type of investment. I would. He didn't like me then, but he loves me now. (laughs) Because he understood. Now he understands as an accountant. Mm -hmm. Now he understands what I was trying to teach him way back when. When it came to the finances and saving money and budgeting and. Oh, now you the now you the favorite aunt. Oh yes. Okay, Kathy, you had something you was on your mind. Well, just a, a different take on why she should have her own because okay. um, I, I look at it as you never know what situation may arise uh, for instance there could be an illness that can wipe out your entire account yeah. so you as a couple 
having your finances together. And if I if I go ahead and put something away for myself, well, I may need to loan that little stash <laughs> to us as a couple right. because we hit hard times for sure. some reason. Right. And right. there's nothing wrong with that. And and it's it would be great to have that cushion, mm-hmm. uh, not just for myself, but if I need to contribute part of that to the family. Sure. Well, that sounds a lot like the Proverbs uh, woman to me. Proverbial woman. Proverbial woman. That Proverbs woman. I am. Woman. I am. That sounds a lot like that Proverbs woman. But, 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 but we got to take a break because Althea and Leah say so. Uh, but we'll be right back. Stay tuned. We got a lot to talk about in a short period of time. BusyFolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop-off service for busy people like you. BusyFolk.com saves you tons of time. They can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? They also offer wash and fold laundry service and work hard to make sure that their customers know that their satisfaction is their main priority. Plus, business owners love them because they offer pickup and delivery uniform cleaning. They also handle bulk cleaning of tablecloths, napkins, and any other business dry cleaning needs. BusyFolk.com is only a click away. Find them by typing BusyFolk.com into your computer or smartphone. They currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. We are back with this esteemed group of women, and we are having such, such a good time. Jocelyn, you had something to say because uh, one of the things that all of us work with women, um, and one of the things that uh, a group of us do especially is we have clients that always ask about getting into business. Um, So I help clients get in and get out. Okay, because that's a big thing that I always advocate is, you know, what's your, when you, when you're going in, what's your exit plan? Cause who wants to be doing this at 85 years old, you know? So, uh, we talk about that, but Jocelyn, you had a unique perspective of, of what you see, um, some of your clients trying to get into. Why don't you speak to that? Well, I wanted to talk about multi-level marketing opportunities that a lot of times people are presented with. There are a lot of people who want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be their own boss. And they're tired of being in the rat race, tired of working the nine to five or whatever, and they want to be their own boss. And so a lot of times when they're presented with the different opportunities, and there are tons of multi-level yes, marketing yes, opportunities, mm-hmm. multi-level marketing, network marketing, however you want to call it, uh, where, you know, for a low, low investment of $395. <laughs> 
you can have your own business and you have your own website and all of that kind of stuff. And I want to make sure that people understand some of the pitfalls that are involved with some of these network marketing um Ventures or companies or, I mean, for the most part, I call them schemes, but that's, I mean, because there are some, there are some network marketing um, opportunities out there that are amazing. Mary Kay is one of the best network marketing opportunities that there, that there is out there. And the reason why I say that is because there are several different ways for you to make money in Mary Kay. Mm -hmm. If you decide you want to be a part of Mary Kay and you just want to sell the product, you can, and you can make good money just selling the product or Avon. Mm-hmm. But also, if you decide, well, I don't want to sell any product, I just want to recruit people to sell products under me, then that's also a good way for you to make money off mm-hmm. Mary Kay. There are some, and I won't name them because I don't want to get sued myself, but there are some <laughs> opportunities that are out there where people are drawn into this business and they have these well thought out, well written, eloquent speeches about how you can become a millionaire and how you can, you know, and, and these people that they've met who made a million dollars and they're saying, oh, you know, Althea, she she did it. And, you know, I met her and she came to a meeting and she made uh, she makes fifteen thousand dollars a month and she doesn't do anything you know, other than, you know, just, you know, being successful in this business. Well, what does it take to be successful in the business? Because if you are looking at a network marketing opportunity where you're going to all of these different meetings and, you know, they, people won't tell you, they won't, they want to tell you about this meeting, but they won't tell you what it's about until you get there. Um, and then when you get there, they're telling you about how you can become a millionaire for the low, low price of $395 or, or whatever it is. And all you have to do is, right, what? Mm-hmm. Recruit other people. And so the more people that you recruit, the more, and it's, it's really kind of, a fancy, some of them are fancy pyramid schemes. Right, right. Because the product itself is not the focus of the people who are part right. of the venture. It's getting other people recruiting. to join it's the recruiting. so uh-huh. that they can get money off of those people who then get paid off the people that they recruit and so on and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. But the product itself never really manifests as being a part of the profitability. Uh-huh. And so if so if if you're a person who's been a part of it or has been exposed to these network marketing opportunities for a long time, you'll see that, you know, I might follow Flo. And today, Flo might be selling coffee. And then maybe a year later, all of a sudden, she's not selling coffee right. anymore. Now she's doing a travel. Right. Or, you know, right? <laughs> right. So, right. and then the people... The people follow her from one venture to the next, to the next, to the next. And so it's, it's a constant, uh, it's a constant chase. And the people who are at the top, they make great money yes. because the people on the bottom are joining and joining and joining. And then that money flows up. And then if you happen to be one of the last people to join, then you're not really going to make any money. You may not even make your money back that right. you, that you uh, right. invested. And so, you know, but, but people love the concept and idea of saying that they're a business owner. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is the quickest way for them to be able to get the gratification of saying they're a business owner. Yeah. without really. Well, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. 
bit. Uh, Pamela and I had a discussion about that when we were having breakfast the other day. Remember, we were talking about the cash flow quadrant right. and where are you in that? Right. Um, a lot of times what people don't understand is if you ever read the book E-Myth, right, and you talk about Michael the cash flow, right, you talk about that cash flow quadrant. Um, well, the cash flow quadrant is actually uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, I'm sorry. That is Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, that is Robert Kiyosaki. Right. That's Robert Kiyosaki, rich mm-hmm. man, poor man. Mm-hmm. But um, if, if you're looking at that, if you're looking at the, the concept is pretty much the same because the EMF says that if you go out and you start a business like that, yeah. um, Jocelyn, what you just did is, is just create a job for yourself. Okay, businesses actually work on leverage. Okay, yes. businesses actually work on leverage. And to actually be in a business, you have to look at a business as an investment. And so I always tell my clients here's the thing. Let's just say you're blessed enough to have $10,000 and you, of course, like you said, Jocelyn, everyone wants to be their own boss because they've never been and they don't know how hard it is. But anyway, <laughs> they all want to be their own boss. Um, and so they have $10,000 and they're like, I'm going to invest in a business. And let's just say that it it's network marketing. Uh, let me just tell you, if it is going to be network marketing, it needs to be you starting the network That's marketing right. company. You need to be somewhere at the top yes. because, as Jocelyn said, you're not going to be a millionaire. You might make a few dollars, but not enough to quit your job. So don't quit that job and join a network marketing. You probably are going to work. In order for you to replace your salary, you would be have to have to work that network marketing thing day and night, 24-7 almost, to replace what you make now. Um, but the other thing is... People say, well, okay, I like I can make cupcakes, so I'm going to go out and I'm going to open up a cupcake you know, company. But you have no idea how much it costs to make cupcakes. What's the overhead to make cupcakes? When do you break even making cupcakes? What is the return on your investment? A lot of times what I am seeing is that I, I have a hard time getting my clients to do the math, okay, mm-hmm. of how does this play out? What is the vision for this thing, not just in the type of cupcakes you're going to make and how you're going to market them, but what do the numbers say? Have you done your research on on how many cupcakes it takes for you to make a profit? You know, have you done the research um, on when do you get your $10,000 back? Do you have to sell cupcakes, you know, for 12 years to get your $10,000 back? Or, you know, you know, where is this going? Because I'm going to tell you. If the if the uh, if the stock market is earning nine or ten percent on on your money, then take your ten thousand dollars, put it in the stock market, and stay in bed. Okay, but if you're gonna get up and make cupcakes, you need to have a plan that your ten thousand dollars is gonna make more right, than right. investing in someone else. Well, okay, I think, I think though too, like for me, like you know, we talked about my little my little art that I do on the side. Um, it would be something that I would love to do on a full-time basis, but it's not wise for me to stop practicing law just right. so that I can make it. Right. Right. But, but there are tons of people who have passion. They have their, yes. they have their passion. For me, doing my little art, that's my passion. Yes. I enjoy doing that. Yes. And it just so happens that people want to pay me for it. Right. And so, but that doesn't mean, okay, this is it. We're going to throw all the, all the marbles <laughs> in that one bucket. Right. But there are tons of people out there who maybe they do, um, have a talent for making cupcakes or whatever. There's nothing wrong with continuing to work your job that pays the bills. Right. And then slowly investing yourself in that thing that make, that you have a passion for. Right. And maybe eventually that thing will become the thing. Yes. Um, but there's, it's good to have a blend and have a mix of 
stability, but then also kind of chasing your passion. And, and for, you know, for a lucky few people getting paid to do the things that they love. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but, but it shouldn't, people shouldn't look at it as if it's, it's one all or the other. Yeah. And all I'm saying guys is yeah. that in order for us to, uh, going back to the conversation that started all with Jackie, in order for us to actually help people change their mindset, we are going to have to let them know there's a glamorous side to being in business, but there's a lot of homework. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of homework that needs to be done. And so if you can't wrap your mind around the homework, then you shouldn't be so focused right now on being in business or you shouldn't be so focused on certain things. There's some homework involved. There's homework involved in you being able to be even successful on your job. Okay. There's homework involved in saying, if I move up to the next level, what, what do I have to do to do that? There's homework involved in saying, I want to retire at the age of 55. That just doesn't happen. Okay. There's people who do that plan to do that right. in most cases. Right. And that's right. a good thing most people don't plan. They just want to be a boss to call themselves a boss. And then six months later, they got to go back to corporate because right. they don't realize, yes, you're working for a corporation. And if they've done the homework, it's not easy being right. an entrepreneur. It's, it's not. a lot of work. And the term we use, the term we use in the law is what? Eat what you kill. That's yeah. right. Wow. <laughs> if right. you don't kill anything, That's right. you don't eat. That's and right. So, you know, that with the job, with the nine to five, you know, on the first mm-hmm. and the 15th, you are getting a check. That's right. right. If you're an entrepreneur, right. if you don't go out there and beat the streets <laughs> and make it happen, right. then you, you know, have right. nothing. Absolutely. That's you just the work. You can't skip the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you definitely have to do the work. And then, too, with entrepreneurship, with success, success is scheduled. And right. a lot of times, people don't do the scheduling, which okay. means do the work. Right. Be intentional about your success you and go. be intentional and about business. Right. Patient. Because you have to make it, some it sacrifices. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Sacrifice. Yeah. And so when you yeah. say, Kathy, when you say, and I know we got to go, but when you say schedule success, can you just lead us out with that? What are you, because you, you know, you're a motivational speaker. <laughs> so tell, tell, tell us how we're going to schedule our success. Well, scheduling success is making an appointment with you. Make an appointment with your destiny. Make an appointment to say, hey, within 30 days, within 90 days, within a year, within five years, I'm going to be here. Map out a plan. Your vision, be, I mean, you have to be really, really visual with where you going. I mean, from where I smell it. You know, I can smell the banana nut <laughs> bread right now smell. while I'm standing it's on my... 3D. Right. I mean, everything included Mm-hmm. Tap into your mind because the mind is powerful and we don't even use it. We have the power to manifest whatever we want Amen. in our life. We can design, create our own destiny and how our life should be. That's what I'm talking about. Schedule success. Make an appointment with yourself. Thank, thank you, you, Kathy right, Jordan. Kathy. Thank you, Jacqueline Charles. Thank you, Pamela Harris. Thank you, Jocelyn Jackson. And we want you, you to, listeners. and thank you, Althea DeBar Johnson. Thank you for listening. We want to change your mind here at Mind Your Business Radio. See you next week. Yeah.